I don't know what was said on the sidelines. I don't know what happened. All we can do is ask them the questions and then take what they say in their answers. Um, you, you know who else doesn't know? Uh, who? Greg, Greg Woods. Greg because Woods. he's blocked by him on Twitter. That is true. Greg Woods <laughs> is blocked by Skylar Thompson on Twitter. And uh, Oh, gosh, Greg. And that is a win. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Pods podcast. It is presented by the Manhattan Mercury, meaning we uh, we pay for it ourselves. We're not literally paying out of our own paychecks, thank God. But I'm Ryan Black. I'm the sports editor. I'm a Kansas State beat writer cover, covering mainly football, men's basketball. I mean, I'll go to other sporting events, but uh, women's basketball specifically here with my co-host, Sean Collins, as always. Sean, how you doing today? Doing all right. How are you? Doing pretty well. You know, I was thinking about this for no reason before we started casting this pod today. And I was like, man, what, what would you think if we actually had a live band playing us in? I'm, I mean, I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like if we could just have them like do a, you know, some sort of like drum mold too. And like maybe like some, a nice like saxophone just softly into the background. I just know that, that it would allow me to have like a lot of corny jokes from opening monologue. And there, we'd have a fun rapport with the band leader. He, because I don't know whether we want the band leader who's going to be antagonistic toward me. Oh, they will. I'll slip them five bucks, and every time you say a joke, he thinks about to be fine. They'll be like, "Wham, wham." Well, I, I think his name was Kevin, the one who was like uh, the longtime band leader for Jay Leno. And like the running joke about him was that he always laughed way too hard at every single thing that Leno <laughs> would say. So I don't know if we want that. I think it's more fun if they're antagonistic toward me because they're like, "Why are we here?" Like, yeah, like we're only here because we're getting paid. We don't like you. They're just here so they don't get fined. Man, you know who I always thought had the best in terms of just the way he would enter for his monologues was always Conan O'Brien. Really? I don't know how much you ever watched his show. Oh, I've watched it a little bit. Yeah. I mostly watch like clips from like YouTube or something. Okay, yeah. One I'm of just... those young kids. He had one of the one of the funniest skits, yeah, I've ever seen on one of those late night shows where it was. And again, this is relevant to this podcast in a way. It was about uh, with the growing, uh, you know, in- increasing number of people doing online school at universities. It was about what if, like, they had a bowl game where the students from the online university showed up, and like none of them were athletes. It was fantastic. I need to go back and look it up. It was it was an amazingly good skit. And another one, like I was the t- online football team shows up. Yeah, well, I'm saying like the students who are online students, like uh-huh. who, who don't obviously play sports. Uh, show up at like I think it was like the Rose Bowl was where they taped it and you just had people you know running routes up into the stands and just like you could tell they just they'd never seen a football in their lives but it was a very funny skit and I'm saying the only other one off the top of my head that, that I'm thinking of and I was telling Greg Woods uh, you know the person who used to be on this podcast after a one episode run and, and we kicked him off but I was telling him about this skit where it was Seth Myers and it was basically I forgot what he called it, but basically it was this movie where he played every character with all the different Boston accents. Oh no. Like the various just different ones that you hear. Cause like they're slightly different. You know, if you, if you, if you're from Boston or you're familiar at least with the characters of them, uh, they all have slightly different kind of accents, you know, because like there's a difference between like, uh, the Ted Kennedy, the Kennedy kind of, Boston I do accent. like the Boston accent. Oh, I'm a huge, I'll, I'm a I'll huge admit, fan. I, w- I don't even want to try it. Cause I, you know, I feared that I would not do it justice, but when I did go to Boston when I was in high school, I very much enjoyed it, and I always liked the people's accent there. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I just am someone who likes accents in general, either that, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, 
personally, my favorite is Australian. I've just always loved Australian accents. It's like, speaking of Australia, that is not something that K-State has on their team is an Australian kind of kicker, which you've seen LSU and other schools like to like to go with now. And that's actually what this podcast is about, K-State sports. So just having a kicker? Well, no, it's about K-State. But Yes, thank you for telling me that, Ryan. Would have never gotten to there. But uh, this is the first time, Sean, that we're on a, this podcast, and we're actually talking about a K-State loss that you can't really defend in any way. That was not a good loss Saturday to West Virginia. Two touchdown favorites, 24-20 loss at home. Not a good loss. I mean, once again, I'm just assuming that it was to spite the Manhattan Mercury. You think who, so? Uh, yeah, because we just can never pick we, a game right. We all gave them the W. Yep, gave all them the dub. All three of us gave them pretty hefty Ws. I mean, oh, we, yeah, not, I not even we a all contest. had them by multiple touchdown favorites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, like you said, it was just wasn't a good win. I think there's loss. no... Yeah, well, it wasn't even a win, so it wasn't a good win. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a win. Well, it, would, it was a good win for West Virginia. It was a good win for West Virginia, Excuse that's me. for sure, yeah. I think we can. It's pretty safe to say that K State is a talented football team. Obviously, they have a quarterback who has performed very well in a lot of games, uh, and a team who has exceeded expectations in a lot of ways. But I think at this point, I don't know about you, and I don't know how about other K State fans, but I think that they have a case of playing to their competition. I mean, Sands, Kansas, which they just obliterated. I mean, they looked great against a team that I would say is similar. Uh, in talent to West Virginia, uh, like they were both around that, you know, same same type of record. Um, K State's got a got a game against Texas Tech, which KU defeated. You would think that you know if those kinds of things correlate at all, that K State would have a really nice, solid win again this coming weekend. But you know, after how they played against West Virginia, you're kind of just wondering. It seems like sometimes they go a little bit away from their identity. Um, they they've kind of struggled to run the football effectively. Um, and it, I don't know. I just think that they somewhat are playing to their competition. No, I think, and I think that's a very good point. Uh, you know, the, really, the only small way, and and I'm not trying to even do this, but that you can somewhat defend the loss is just the fact that you know their top two running backs still are not healthy. You know, Jordan Brown and James Gilbert. Uh, I mean, both of them played, but you can just tell. I mean, there's a reason they were passing the ball to them a lot more than running between the tackles. It's because they're not completely healthy. That's also the second game in a row that they've gotten shredded in the passing game, yeah. and there's no doubt they're missing AJ Parker's oh, yeah. deal there. Is he real quick? I mean, again, he was. Uh, st- I mean, he still is, but I'm saying at the time, uh, you know, when he went out, I mean, he, he was definitely their best, you know, man-to-man corner. You know, leading the team in interceptions with three. He was tied for third in the Big Twelve at the time with that number. And it's just like you said, it's a huge gaping hole there. And, and it's just not something, especially as late in the season as an injury happened, being that it came against KU in the first, uh, first week of November. That's just not something you can really make up for. I mean, maybe some teams, okay, I guess if you're, you know, Oklahoma, Ohio State, you know, t- et cetera, et cetera, where you've recruited multiple four and five star guys, but K State just doesn't have that depth right now. No, uh, and without that depth, the fact that they're also doing some uncharacteristic things, like Skyler throwing a couple picks, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, every team has penalties, but I mean, they had specifically two that were just mm-hmm. brutal to them. I mean, they had a defensive stop in the bag. West Virginia was going to either have to punt or they had already forced a turnover on downs or the field goal was missed situations like that. And they commit a a personal foul penalty or a pass interference in situations where it just wasn't really necessary. Sometimes in pass interferences, you're thinking, okay, yeah, it was a pass interference, but he may have stopped a touchdown with it. So like, you know, you you can sometimes defend that, but Mm -hmm. I mean, 
uh, Denzel Goolsby, who was very open in talking about that pass interference play, by the way, he would, he uh, took blame on himself and, and he gave a really nice very stand up guy. Yeah, no, he, he gave a, a pretty in-depth description of what happened. Basically he's, he saw the guy coming up the middle of the field uh, and uh, decided to go help and realized pretty, pretty late that, no help was needed, and he was already there. He ran into the guy before the pass got there. Obviously, they threw a flag. That was on a pretty big uh, third down play, I believe. So, I, I mean, that's West Virginia had two touchdown drives, uh, on, both on drives where they probably would have gotten zero points. No, and, and that's things like I said. It, it just K State. I mean, you're not trying to not give West Virginia credit. I mean, because they played turnover free football you so, take it and you take advantage of, of your opponent's mistakes yeah. that's a part of that's part of sports in general well, they did. what is unquestioned whatever you think about the second one which like you said led to the 50 yard game winning go-ahead touchdown by by bryce wheaton in the fourth quarter was the first one was k-state had literally kept them off the board it was a missed field goal but then trey deshaun's penalty gave them yeah you know, a new life. So it I'm just, just saying unnecessary. That's all I'm saying. And it resulted it, it, in a touchdown. So yeah. it wasn't just, you know, a three point swing or, and you know, where, you know, they miss a field goal and then K-State goes down and kicks a field goal. It scores a touchdown. Yeah, well, like it that. wasn't even, they gained four points from making a field goal. And then, I mean, like they literally went from zero points to a touchdown, yep. yeah, extra points. So brutal. I mean, that play didn't happen. Then, you know, K-State, I mean, they win. Yeah, I just know, but I, I don't get me wrong, Sean. I just know that you always hear the whole thing. It was like, well, you can't say a play in the first quarter changed the game because then you don't know how the rest of the game would have unfolded. But I'm just saying that sure. regardless of that part, what's unquestioned is they would not have scored points if that penalty had not no. happened. And they did have other often. I mean, they had several three and outs, consecutive three and outs, uh, and that's just not something K-State should be doing against an opponent like West Virginia. And, and that's not you know, necessarily a, a slight to West Virginia because I thought West Virginia, they were the better team. They played a better game just in general. Uh, they didn't make as many significant mistakes. They didn't really turn the ball over nearly as much. And uh, their, their quarterback, who this was his first start, right? His first start at West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it, it is spelled kind of funky. Yeah, I think yeah. it's pronounced Diggy. Diggy, D-O-E-G-E, yeah. that right? Yeah. Well, he had a very nice game. Uh, he made some big plays. Obviously, the 50-yard pass, which... I mean, you you can you can chalk that a little bit up to the uh, Kansas State secondary crumbling there. Um, but no, I mean, that's always you, a busting it, coverage when a guy gets that wide open. Yeah, I mean, you, no one should get ten yards behind you know, your 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 farthest defensive back. They took advantage of it. They scored touchdowns. They scored the final points of the game. Obviously, uh, Skyler Thompson threw an interception to to end the game. There, you know, West Virginia had to kneel it after that. But I mean, people started following out after that interception as well, and. Uh, I, I mean, also, it's my opinion, you know, Skyler Thompson did leave the game for a play where he was shaken up. Um, he hit he hit the ground pretty hard and got hit pretty hard. So, I mean, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to, to think that, you know, he still may have been a little bit shaken up uh, when he was out there playing or at least affected in some way. He admitted as much after the game, and that's funny yep. you bring that up because there's a story by the time this is posted on the Mercury's website. I thought you were about to say it's time for fast money. <laughs> <laughs> no is that uh where he basically said yeah no i think if, if i hadn't got hit like i did i probably would have been a little more uh not just in my right mind but more so that also just that he felt like maybe it affected him somewhat physically as well sure remember he only missed one play it wasn't like he even sat out the rest of the drive i mean it, he literally missed one play and then he was right back on the field so nick off got his one hand off and it's like okay nick get back to the sideline so sure. uh i don't know if maybe in hindsight they they think they shouldn't have done it i mean certainly chris Kleiman, head coach and other people have said well he's 
you know, he's fine now and he hadn't, he hadn't shown any ill effects from it, but I know that's, you know, maybe for some people that's a little bit hard to believe. I don't, I don't know. I know you're, I just know that you're more cynical about it than a lot of people, you know, given. The, well, I'm just so pro like human health in general yeah. and that kind of thing. And I've, and I've written stories about it in the past. And obviously one of uh, the bigger stories of my, of my young career when I was in college was, was about concussions and, and, uh, and sending players out. And the tough part about a story like this, or, you know, me being up here, me sitting at this desk, you know, talking about it on a podcast is that I don't know, you know, I don't know how Skyler was feeling. I don't know what was said on the sidelines. I don't know what happened. All we can do is ask them the questions and then take what they say in their answers. Um, you know who else doesn't know? Uh, who? Greg, Greg Woods. Greg Woods. Because he's blocked Greg, by him on Twitter. That is true. Greg Woods <laughs> is blocked by Skyler Thompson on Twitter. And, uh, oh gosh, Greg. And that is a win. I think that's a win for Skyler for sure. Oh yeah. Don't have to sit there and see Greg's raising Kane's tweets all the time. <laughs> I mean, which is good, but I'm just saying, I mean, you know, he, he likes tweeting about it a lot. Wow. But, you're really getting this off your chest right now. I am. You think about this late at night? Uh, you know, I mean, Hey, why not? Ryan, you know, having cold sweats, waking up at oh, 4, 4, 4 a.m. Having nightmares about, about Greg, you know, holding up the line at raising Kane's. Not ordering, not ordering one meal, but two or three. Make sure he can save some in the fridge for later in the week. Well, he's one of those Tweeting people. About it every time. He's one of those people. If I'm not wrong, he he tells you he gets the same order every time. So it's very. I like, like to ever... mix it up, but the thing about Canes is you really can't mix it up. Yeah, it's basically just do you want like four or five or six fingers or whatever? You know, it's like the same kind of meal. And that's the thing. That I mean, I do think Canes is delicious, and you know, it, it, as far as fast food, you know, chicken restaurants go oh, in yeah. general, it's very strong, but. Something it can never have over like Chick Fil A or you know churches or, or Zaxby's churches. Or, or, or Popeyes, I was not expecting that one. Or, or Popeyes or you know and I'm sure I'm missing some Slim Chickens, which is probably my favorite. Is that all the meal? I mean, there there's effectively four meals, and uh, three of them are the exact same thing. So like, you probably get punished for that. Yeah, it's just very straightforward. It's a very straightforward menu, and it works for them. So you know it's. They might not care. I mean, it's been, again, since it got here last, I believe, July or August. I mean, it's, I think, been extremely popular. Uh, I mean, it seemed like, uh, hey, I mean, it's already now one of the official K-State Athletics restaurants, you know. Uh, so, You know what wasn't fried chicken? The West Virginia Mountaineers. <laughs> am I... Am I, am I not getting something here? I'm a little bit confused by that. We weren't, weren't afraid. We weren't afraid of no cats. Oh, well, you, no but, you said that, but, but you said they weren't fried chicken and yeah. i was like well i mean make more sense if we were like the jayhawks or some you know bird or, or whatever but i, I mean uh, is a mountaineer fried chicken well i mean i'd hope he's human god by the way huge win for west virginia to be able to come in and do that on flat turf that they again they trapped the cats they used all of their... The opposable thumbs, by the way, is just so unfair. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and obviously, you know, the big human brain. Yeah. I mean, cats have a much smaller brain by comparison. Yeah, they, they can be lethal, obviously, with their claws. And, and Top leaving, of the food chain, baby. Homo sapiens here, number one. Oh, my gosh. What? That's us. <laughs> Top yeah. of the food chain. Oh, speak for yourself. Well, we're I not mean, quite sure what you are. Well, oh, no. Come, come on, Sean. I mean, <laughs> I mean, y'all guys... And I guess some gals, but mainly guys, want to just give me a hard time, you know, trying to do the best I can here. But it is what it is. You know who else is trying to do the best I can, Sean? 
K-State men's basketball team. I would, say, I would say their opponent is doing the best they can. What? But no, I'm saying that K-State is doing the best they can. They just save it to after halftime. They just kind of, you know, they come in, they just kind of, you know, they kind of, yeah, they just shoot halfway and just kind of mess around for half. They're like, okay, come on, guys. Let's go out and play basketball. No doubt. And, you know, I do think K-State basketball has some talent. I do oh, yeah, think that sure. the, the Bruce Weber is a talented coach, and obviously they have some significant talent uh, for freshmen as well. And obviously Xavier Sneen, Cardi Ajada, um, you know, they have good players. But if you come out sluggish like they have in, what, four consecutive games All now, four games so far, all, yes. All four games, you come out sluggish against higher competition. You come out and do that against Texas Tech, even Texas, West Virginia, Kansas, in they're going to get slapped around. They won't find themselves down five or down four in specific spurts. They're going to be down 15, maybe 20 in those games. And those other teams won't just completely, you know, just let it all go in the second half. Like, that's just not going to happen. And, you know, I think I was pretty transparent about about my doubts about how, how good this team could, could be. And, you know, it, it makes sense because they lost Barry Brown. They lost Dean Wade. They, they're not nearly as good. I mean that's okay i mean rebuilds like this happen but i just don't think it's any secret that this team just isn't as good yet i suppose yeah and, and it's just like i said sean i mean i know that that you know after last night's game which was a 62 51 win over arkansas pine bluff uh until tuesday night that's why we're obviously recording this on a wednesday uh i mean they're saying all the right things after the game right is it, oh you know we know we need to get out to a better start and you know we know and like they basically said exactly what you're saying sean is that you know what Bruce Weber said. Hey, we know that if when the competition gets better, if we play like this in the first half, we are it's going to be a hole that we cannot dig out of. Absolutely. Uh, and so I'm just saying, but of course they're saying all the right things, like oh, we know the shots are going to start falling, we're going to start gelling together as a team, and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, they have to say that, right? And so I just I wonder. They know what, what the problem is. I would never doubt that. Oh yeah, and I guess what I'm getting at. I mean, hey, they were finally making three pointers in the first half. That's last true. night. I mean. You know, coming coming into that, uh, I believe the stat was in the first half of the first three games, if you if you combine it uh, together on the three point attempts, they were one for thirty two. So is is that good? It's not great. Oh, oh my! I'm trying to think in what context one for thirty two would ever be good. Uh, in, in any in anything in life, um, I guess winning the Kinds lottery. You've had winning to pay the a speeding ticket after getting pulled over. Winning the lottery, I guess, would be one. Pretty good, but there's not many other things in life I can think of where uh, one for thirty-two would be a good percentage for anything that you'd want to have or get. Um, so, does it make me change, Sean, my opinion on this team? You know, then what I because again, I think I predicted you know twenty wins. You know, kind of there at eight, nine, ten seed. What would probably make me change my opinion for certain is if they do not come back from this tournament with the trophy. Uh, because, again, they'll play Pitt at 5 p.m. Monday. Then they'll play, depending, I mean, again, assuming they, if they do win, they would play either Northwestern or Bradley in, in the championship game. And, you know, on paper, K-State is better than all those teams right now. That being said, you know, they have not played well enough where you can just say, well they should go in and completely wipe the floor with these teams because they have not done that yet with anybody. I'm not sure that they can. Well, and that's a possibility too. You know who's looking like they're supposed to? 
the Kansas State women's basketball. Oh, yeah. Man, good transition there, sir. Thank you. Scored 109 points on Monday. I was not there. I was uh, I was pretty ill Monday morning. Uh, Ryan had to come in and take over for me in the office, and not really take over, but I mean, I mean, show up because I couldn't even do that. So, if you want to change your opinion about me, you know, because you always thought I was just a phenomenally hard worker. I used to think that you're right before you know Monday, and we couldn't reach you, and I'm like, what happened to Sean? Where is he? And then that's when you went out to the bars and you just saw me out there partying. Yeah, no, it was it was all day long. I was on a bench. Straight, it was... I left here Saturday evening after the football game and just went straight to the bars and never returned. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was disconcerting when I found you back behind Coca Polos, just completely <laughs> disheveled, collapsed. After you had put out the pages, yeah, just... it was. I said, "Well, we're in the same clothes from Saturday." Yeah, I still had my credential on. At least that was a good identifier because yeah. you had grown a little bit more facial hair, so I wasn't sure it was you. Yeah. In in the two days since I'd seen you, so. But yeah, that women's basketball team. Like I said, I I got to watch them in one of their exhibition games against Washburn University, and I thought, hey, this team could be really good. And again, I know it's 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 extremely extremely early, Sean, but I, again, I think. They just have so much depth. Yeah. I think that that's a really big deal for any basketball mm-hmm. team that wants to be a quality team, especially when you're competing with the likes of Baylor and Texas. Mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt Baylor and Texas are the class of the Big 12 in women's basketball. I mean, it's been that way for, I don't know, decade, decades, something. I mean, something along those lines. And I, I think K-State just looks like a really good three-team right now. I haven't seen Iowa State. I know that they have a good basketball team as well, but, I mean... Peyton Williams hasn't even needed to like remotely carry a game yet. Like not even close. Obviously she's put up some decent numbers. I think she had That was a, that was actually a text from Ned. That uh I'm sure he'll appreciate. It. That's Ned Seaton folks. Uh, I'm glad that you brought him up because you know what folks, if you like this podcast, we know that Haley Dixon, our coworker, does. We know that a guy who and I apologize, I don't know your name off the top of my head, but the head of the San Francisco Bay Area Catbackers. My club. mom likes when I talk. Yeah, is that you know what? If you like us enough to listen to this, you know, think about getting a subscription to the Mercury, either online or in print, because hey, it's what helps us do this. You know, Sean. I mean, that's it was actually Ned telling me uh, that that the story looks good. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, he got a, he got a couple su- suggestions and and whatnot. But you know, that's why I always appreciate yeah. that kind of thing. And so you know. Good news. That's Ned, like I said, that's Ned Seaton, folks. In case you didn't know, the publisher uh, and, and jack of all trades, kind of here at the paper. He's always very helpful. With oh yeah, kind of, with, with this kind of stuff in general. So you know, that's nice. But uh, Kansas State women's basketball. Pete Williams has not. That was his first appearance on the podcast, yeah. by the way. That's <laughs> when he just pinged in there. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't had to be the hard carry. I think she had something along the lines of 10 points, 11 points, and 14 rebounds uh, on Monday, which obviously is, is still a nice line. But Solid day's work. It, 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 it's, a good, it's a good day's work. but Very, very uh, work woman-like kind of. She brought her lunch pail. Oh, yeah. To Jeez. the game. <laughs> Opened it up at <laughs> halftime. Took out a sandwich. Sat there on the bench. Like as if she was one of those old construction workers sitting on a beam. She asked. She ate her lunch and she got out there and got her work done. <laughs> she asked Chrissy Carr if she could trade that apple for one of her crackers or something like that. I mean, it was it was a very 
They Very got, interesting game for sure that they did all that at halftime. They didn't go to the locker room. Nope. <laughs> just sat there on the bench. Just and ate lunch. And ate lunch <laughs> at whatever time. 8.30 p.m. 8.30 at night. Hey, it's like lunch for breakfast. Sure, it's something like Anyways. I, if they expensed it, they, they could do like I do. I call it Leonard. Yeah, they could. Peyton Williams is still the best team. Or bet, oh, God. A whole team. Peyton Williams is still the best player on this team, by the way. There's no doubt about that. Should she, she have will... taken on that team one on five and one? Uh, she. I would have no doubt that she would score. I yeah. think defensively it would be tough. It would be tough guarding five players when you're one person. I think if you had Chrissy Carr, Aoka Lee, and Peyton Williams against A three five, on five I, I, against five, I think that you could. Maybe not if if you made it half court. I think they'd have a better chance than full court. Full court would be really tough, but uh, I think you, they could, might be able to make it a close game. But uh, speaking of of Chrissy Carr, she had a, a tremendous night scoring. Um, another twenty plus point game for her. Uh, she was draining three pointers, which is something I think uh, a lot of fans, a lot of people talking about the team or critiques uh, uh, of maybe her last year is that she didn't shoot it nearly as well as uh, people thought she could. And she's definitely doing that so far this year. And uh, that's going to make K-State lethal. Well, also one of the criticisms of her last year was that she took too many threes. And, yep. and, and you know, she's athletic. She can put the ball on the floor. and again, She's create, tall. She can create her own shot. And I think people who really watched the team a lot last year would tell you that she just settled for the three way too much when, especially when it wasn't falling and she's like, forget it. I'm going to just keep jacking them up. Well, like, no, like, like drive, try to create your own shot and get fouled. Just do something that, that, you know, because you're not just a set shooter. Like she can create her own shot. So I think that was the one thing that when she did get her minutes last year, because again, she was not asked to do a mm-hmm. ton last year because of Williams. And then obviously Kayla Goth, who, who's moved on. She was not asked to carry much of the load last year, but it was just that, I think there were a lot of people who were like, hey, you know, you just fell in love with the three-pointer too much, especially on nights where it was not going down for you, and you just kept jacking them up. So I think she's, again, she's made the kind of the maturation and the progress you'd expect from a player going from year one to year two. No doubt. I mean, she she looks really good. Aoka Lee looks like a dominant freshman. They she all looks ex- great. They all expected her to be good, but I think she's probably still exceeding expectations a little bit. I mean, she just looks like a veteran out there. Um, she she has really good footwork. Uh, her spacing of the four is amazing. She's a great rebounder. She obviously, I think she has a she does a pretty good job of not fouling, and I think that's pretty tough, especially when she's playing against competition that's not nearly as large or as athletic as she is, uh, especially early in the season in these non-conference games. She, she's one of the best players I've seen in the post in, in a long time. In terms of someone I've been able to see multiple times, again, I haven't got to cover Baylor's teams, and they usually have some great post players, but I already haven't seen her a couple of times. I'm extremely impressed with her, and I'm, I'm very, 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 very interested to see how she fares the rest of the season the Peyton Williamses and the uh, and the Chrissy Cars and Rachel Rankies and uh you know the the solid role players and point and guard play that the K-State has those are important when uh, when competing against teams like Baylor and Texas but I, I think Aoka Lee it, it could be a serious difference maker if she has developed well by then and uh, and is playing well in those games I mean they have other teams with significant size and she they haven't just haven't had anything like mm-hmm. her not uh, in years until this year or in a while at least so i mean that this could be this has the makings of being a really good basketball team and like that that's really the one small uh, not small the one piece they've really kind of been missing in these recent seasons like so they have had players who can shoot and yes peyton williams is a post player but she's not again she's still she's just good she's yeah, just there but star. she's just not like a just again she doesn't really bang in the post mm-hmm. as much as, as some other t- tall girls and so I'm saying that Lee brings an element that they have not had. 
in the last like three seasons. So like I said, it's, uh, you know, unless someone gets hurt, they, they should, that, that, I mean, I, I would be shocked if they don't make the tournament again. They, it would be a shock to me. A shock. A shock. I mean, I, I also agree. I think that they're probably going to make the tournament. I know that Justin Toscano somewhere is, you know, who, I don't know why it's weird. Just pull that name out of nowhere. That, I, I think it's like a real name. I think it just coughed or something. Uh, Justin Toscano? Who was that guy? I don't know. Something. I don't know. By the way. Uh, Toscana? Toscana? Uh, we had someone who emailed us with that T-O-S-C-A-N-A one time. <laughs> Toscana. What was his website? His email? Oh, I'm not allowed to repeat it on air. Right. Because <laughs> it had a vulgarity in it. If we if we if we were better at sound effects, you could let me say it, and then then you could put in like funny noises when Woo, I say, whoop, whoop. yeah, something like that, something or, like that. or like or like a horn of some yeah. sort, something like that. But yeah, I don't even know why I brought that name. What He's, do these buttons do? Uh, 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 I think I have to set it. No, I pressed three buttons and none of them did anything. What about the other? What, that one will actually uh, turn the sound. Well, Greg, well, how did you get here? <laughs> oh man, that kid. I'm glad he's not here. He forgot my name last time he was on the podcast, folks. Go back to episode five. It's a callback. It's what we just did. 